This is Registry, a podcast from Office Supply Publishing and Klaus Gunpoint. The 2019 entry to the National Film Registry. Sorry, I'm finally getting around to them. But one of the reasons for that is that last year was tough. Got laid off, lost all chance of doing the... the podcast and that makes me really sad because I love the National Film Registry. I love the National Recording Registry and one of the reasons why I got bumped into this is because I absolutely was so happy to read what got added to the National uh, Recording Registry today Uh, and I'll be doing a podcast about that but I wanted to talk very briefly about the 19 entries, and 25 entries for 2019. The first one, Amadeus Milish Foreman, a classic, absolutely, without doubt, one of the finest films of the 1980s, 1984, a year that is quickly becoming one of the greats that they are recognizing through the National Film Registry. They also added Before Stonewall, an amazing documentary uh, about what the LGBT movement was. Uh, Becky Sharp, also another one, Body and Soul from 1925, a classic, uh, which I was surprised wasn't on yet. Boys Don't Cry, beautifully done. I absolutely love Hilary Swank and the work she did playing Brendan Tina in, in it is great. Chloe Sevigny is wonderful in it. Overall, a fantastic film. Clerks. I've talked about it before, deserves to be on without question, the epitome of what was possible for the 1990s indie spirit. Immigrants landing at Ellis Island, you've seen this footage before, and it is from 1903, really, truly a classic, a classic film that I think one of the big things about it is that it is not just an actuality. That's how it was considered, of course. But one of the things about it was the way in which it was used at times. Uh, It actually was a propaganda tool, this footage, because it... It was made to seem on one level like it was the teeming masses coming to overwhelm the the United States. That said, it also was used to, I guess the best way to put it is, it was also used to show how opening America was, how open the country was. And, you know, both ways are show how fluid the reality of the world is. Uh, Of course, it wouldn't be the National Film Registry if there wasn't a film I had absolutely never even heard of called Employee's Entrance, which I was interested in because it 
sounded from first glance at, like a film I would not enjoy and could rail against on this. Instead, it turned out to be a very, very different film. And it was... What's the best way to put it? Um, it's sort of a... It's a pre-code film about a New York department store. And it's... It's really... Heavy? But it's really the dialogue and the back and forth and the precision of the writing is super, super sweet. Um, highly recommended. Four stars out of five. Of course, Coal Miner's Daughter, I forgot to mention earlier, uh, Sissy Spacek in one of her finest roles. Fog of War, Errol Morris. Great film about uh, Robert McNamara. Uh, Gaslight. How could that not have been on earlier? This is one of those ones that's like, really? Now? Uh, George Washington Carver at Tuskegee Institute is one of the films that I knew existed because there, when you see a documentary about uh, George Washington Carver, it usually features some of this footage. And it's it's beautifully done. Um, I guess is probably the way to think about it. Uh, it was 16 minutes of color footage. Very important for 1937, so. But it's amateur footage. And it's him in his apartment, in his lab, uh, looking at flowers, uh, showing his paintings, uh, there's also some other stuff from around the school, like the marching band. Uh, beautifully done. Uh, it's on YouTube. Look it up. It's worth it. It really is. Two films that I had never seen. I Am Somebody and Girlfriends. And Girlfriends, uh, Claudia Wiles, uh, it's about a photographer and wanting to move beyond. And it's a really sort of a intimate film in a way. Uh, and when I finally saw it, it was like, huh, okay, I get that. Uh, the other one is one I had never even heard of called I Am Somebody. And at first I thought it was a, a film called I an Actress, which I don't know how I made that mistake in my head because that's already on the registry and it's really good. But it's a documentary about the civil rights movement. And that's one of my favorite uh, aspects that I like to look at how we document sort of the movements that change everyday life. Uh, the Last Waltz, of course, is about the band, uh, I should say, the band, the band, um, good, not my favorite, uh, certainly did not deserve to be on there before, you know what I'm gonna say, you know, it's all about stop making sense, but this is Scorsese, 
uh, at the Winterland in 1976. It's good. It's a good document, but it's not, like, awesome. My name is Una. Now, this is a film I've given a chance to a number of times, and I'm not a huge fan. Uh, but I understand it, the point of it being on here. It is another film by a by a woman director, which is great. I want to see more women director on the the registry. Uh, it is one of those like. films that just it has its its move into you that becomes great it's 1969 uh, Gunvor Nelson uh, but it's about it's she described herself as personal cinema which is the perfect example uh, it's weird it's strange it's about memory it's about imagination it's about losing oneself in oneself uh, if that makes any sense a new leaf this is funny because i had randomly came across this about five years ago it's eileen may or elaine may and it's good it's not great but it's good Another one that fits that exact description is Old Yeller. And if you're looking for cultural effect, that's the one. Because everyone has that sort of Old Yeller moment. You know, the thing where it really hits you hard and you, you can't do anything about it. And that affected a lot of, particularly kids, when you talk about, you know, what's something that made you look different and you know what made you cry and everyone has that sort of i don't want to say trauma but that impact of what old yeller when the first time they saw it and spoiler alert the dog dies at the end phoenix city story uh film noir comes to alabama is how they describe it in the thing i've never seen it but it looks really interesting and it's by phil carlson who was a low budget dude who was great um then Platoon how was that all, not already on arguably the best Vietnam film uh, I would actually put three up there I would say it's Platoon oh no I gotta gotta backtrack on that there's probably four Platoon the Green Berets which is phenomenal uh not the Green Berets, what am I saying? Yeah, the Green Berets. That's a Vietnam. Let me double check on that. Yeah, the Green Berets, I was right. Um, and then, of course, when you have Platoon, you also have the very, very dark Hamburger Hill. And then Good Morning Vietnam, which I think really tells a different side of the story that I think is impressive. Platoon is great. I mean, watch Platoon every chance you get, because it's so good. So good. 
then we get into sort of three films back to back to back that I think are wonderful examinations of bigger American realities. Purple Rain, Prince, a shockingly well-made film. And I'm saying that as a guy who loves Prince. And it's not only about the documentation of the music, but about how the story happens once hugely used a lot of the same concepts that made Purple Rain so successful. Real women have curves. It gave us America Ferrer. What can you do wrong there? She's got to have it, of course, Spike Lee. So you have, you know, some of the big names coming up. But she's got to have it is, well, not my favorite Spike Lee. That would be actually Malcolm X, but a great one. Sleeping Beauty from Disney, deserved. But the one that makes me the happiest is Zoot Suit, Luis Valdez. A wonderful, wonderful, wonderful film. If you've never seen it, it brings theater to screen in a way that feels naturalistic and real. And I I cannot say enough good things. I like this list a lot. Um, still no Stop Making Sense. Still no JFK. <sighs> Sigh. Still no Sunstone. But overall, I think that the power of this list is its breadth, its understanding of we need to start focusing more on filmmakers of color and women filmmakers. And I'm glad to see that they've finally done something phenomenal to bring that attention back.